Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. Okay, folks, it's your opportunity, this is your opportunity, to get active, to make a difference in your world, friends, because you'd better right here in Oregon as the legislature's passing bills that ain't good. Sorry to use improper King's English. But I do that for dramatic prose, of course. The Measure 110 rollback bill gets passed in the House of Representatives. It only spends another $211 million. What? Yeah. Isn't this what the Marxist leftists do? Notice I just didn't say it was Democrats, right? Hmm. And the headline on another bill that you get to, because now this, this House bill, it goes over to the Senate. Or does it? So, folks, we got to get active. We've got to get active. We got to fight this. They're going to spend $211 million for specialty courts, shovel ready projects. Hey, do you remember how, uh, who came up with Shovel Ready? You know who that was. You know, Barack Hussein Obama. You remember that? Shovel Ready projects. And they weren't so shovel ready, which he admitted to later, of course. Unbelievable. We have to get active. Now. Also, the Oregon Senate passed out that the bill, the take your rights away, your parental rights away bill. Huh? Oh, yeah, this is the bill that the headline says Senate passes anti-book ban bill. See how they're framing it? This is the Oregon Capitol Chronicle anti-book ban bill. Is that a leftist headline? This should be the anti-pornography in our schools bill. This should be the anti-parental rights bill. That's what, but this is, of course, the leftist news media, even if it is the Capital Chronicle. The measure, this is the subheadline. the measure would prohibit banning books because the author or subjects are part of a protected class. Oregon School District, Julia Shumway writes, 
would be unable to ban books simply because authors or characters are immigrants, people of color, LGBTQ+, disabled, or from other protected classes under a bill passed by Senate Democrats on Tuesday. It's a simple defense of free speech. They cast it. Lou Frederick did, one of the authors. And it's a way to guarantee that all children in Oregon have the ability to see themselves represented in books they find in school libraries and classrooms. Oh, I mean, there were 1,600 Oregonians submitting written testimony about it. This is not about policies for me. It's about kids reading. Really? Reading what, Lou? Oh, you mean the pornographic materials, the cartoon books that are in the Clackamas School District right now? And if you want to learn more about this, come to the war room tomorrow. Because some of the women that passed out flyers around the Capitol last week with those actual pornographic cartoons, they passed it, they put them all over the legislature. They wouldn't pass them out everywhere. You couldn't even show that. You couldn't even demonstrate that in the committee hearings on this bill because it's pornographic, folks. That's what Lou Frederick has said. See how they lie? Oh, and then he's, he talks about his share crap sharecropper grandparents left Mississippi almost 100 years ago because they were threatened with the rest if they continued to try and teach black children how to read. So this is about teaching black children how to read. And if you oppose pornography in your schools, this takes away the right of your school boards, folks, to say, no, we're not going to teach pornographic materials in the Clackamas School District, which they are. We're not going to teach it here in Salem-Kaiser. No, we're not. This takes away that school board's right to do that. If you oppose that, if you oppose pornographic materials being taught to your kids in Oregon schools, you are a racist. How does that make you feel? Hmm? Senator Casey Jama, a Portland Democrat. And Ronnie, hang on, I'll get to you in a second. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Folks, you can make a difference on all of this right now. Because these bills have to have further hearings. You get to make comment on them. And everybody in your church ought to be making comment on them. Everybody in your parish, your synagogue. And yes, even you Muslims out there, you Sikhs out there in the Sikh temple, you care about what's being taught to your children in Oregon, you better wake up. Senator Jama, a Portland Democrat who came to the U.S. as a refugee from the Somali Civil War, said passing the bill sends a message to people like him and his children that they're Oregonians and their culture and their history matter. There's such a limited selection of books talking about my culture, my religion, and my background. Folks, this is not what this is about.
And Art Robinson said it best. Conservative Republican senator from Cave Junction. He rejected the premise that the books were excluded for discriminatory reasons, saying no Oregon community would remove books because of the author's race. Despite, despite claims made for political reasons, actual racism in America is insignificant. There is no community in Oregon that's going to accept removing books just because they're written by minority authors. It is an insult to tell our communities that a law is needed to protect this. Republicans tried to introduce an amendment to replace the bill, creating a task force that would recommend legislation to, quote, better establish standards for age-appropriate curriculum and limit books that, quote, contain graphic violence, sexually explicit, contain vulgar language, and lack literary merit or educational value. Tim Cano. Rhino Republican senator from Ben got it right. You know, blind squirrels find the nut twice a day. You know, or broken clock is right twice a day. Blind squirrels find a nut. Said the Republican amendment was necessary because Frederick's bill would eliminate parental rights and local control. That's what you should be objecting to, folks, and that's what you should be talking about in your world. This is how you change your world. You have to have these persuasive conversations with people in your world. Quote Tim Canope. I think we all know that across the nation there have been different states that have handled this different ways. But we think Oregon should take a little more time and make sure that the values of our communities are being respected. That's a nice way of missing the opportunity to hit it out of the ballpark. Once again. Canope demonstrates he is incapable of saying it, something profound, in a way that captures the headlines. He just doesn't get it. Anyway, there's lots to talk about here. Let's go to the phones. We'll go to Ronnie. Ronnie, what do you think of these two bells? I'll be honest with you, my friend. They're racist. On the point to uh, the bills common sense. Okay. Okay. My my point. I addressed Blue Fredericks. He wouldn't even answer my question after I went through the hell I went through by their soon to be candidate for uh, Attorney General Dan Rayfield, their Speaker of the House. And the point is, I asked him since it was Black History Month, who is Peter Salem? Who is James Armistead? He wouldn't answer. I even asked twice. And my argument against 1583, that is discriminatory. It is Joe Crow policies, not Jim Crow. We got a true racist, a true oligarchy power person that appeals to globalist dreams and hopes to keep us from serving all Americans, not just blacks. But these policies are just like the policies in California, out of Illinois, out of the Black Flies for Mansions dream, just like they're pushing in Canada successfully. And in turn, if I can't, while you worry about economics, I'm going to use race, shove stuff down your throat, and become everything that FDR and LBJ and Woodrow Wilson wanted, along with Obama. These are the enemies of our communities. They don't believe that parents should have a right. 
They've raised their kids with values, without profanity, but yet they want to force your kids to have gender mutilation. They want to force to take away your rights of being a father in your kids in a divided household in Lane County, and they want to force this agenda on your kids, or else they might see you as, what do you call it? This is all politics from Marxism. Keep telling a lie till it becomes truth, so you can get your agenda across, just like Mao did in the counterculture revolution of the 50s and 60s, just like Stalin and Trotsky did in Russia. And what uh, Idi Amin, they don't talk about him over there in, in Africa before I was born, do they? And he was black, and he was a racist. Look what he did in Tebby against the Jews, kidnapped the Israelis. That's right. But they don't talk yeah. about that. So we want to talk about history. Let's talk all of it. But when it comes to, let's get back to three things, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Stop pushing these things, or else what we need to do is get some attorneys, and if they're pushing this social agenda, if I can't have Jesus in the classroom, then they need to really sue these people, schools, for pushing their social ideology instead of the three basic things that makes a kid become an adult with some critical thinking skills. That's all. Wouldn't that be nice for a change? Don't expect to get that. Out of the no, people have one side war, which is going to decide the curriculum under this bill. Folks, you can yeah. make, you can weigh in. Ronnie, thank you as always. Appreciate it. 503 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Two big bills. You can still weigh in on. Let your opinion be no. Back in a moment, 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, by the way, uh, great to have you back with us. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk Line. Great to have you here. Uh, by the way, Freddie, thanks for <laughs> the pictures. Black male History Month. Some great, well-known black leaders. including Martin Luther King. Yeah, there's a picture there. Somebody put Michelle Obama's picture in there. You, jeez. Um, there are people... I believe Canope gets it and that he's scared that he has been visited, you know, by somebody or some group. And he was told what his role was going to be moving forward now that he can't run for, you know, the Senate again, because the Oregon Supreme Court ruling. And this person references the Kerry Lake leak, remember? You know, the 
recently resigned chairman of the Arizona Republican Party, who, representing some very rich, powerful people on the East Coast, you know, basically threatened her and said, you know, you shouldn't run now for the Senate. She exposed that with the recording, right? You think the same things happened here with Canope? Hmm. This person also reminded me that Jesse Ventura talked about this a long time ago, right after he became governor. Interesting, isn't it? You wonder why Republican leaders like Canope, who have the bully pulpit, are unable, just cannot communicate a message that moves people emotionally. Remember House, now I can understand a little bit on House Bill 2002 because they were trying to set up this legal argument. And, you know, that, that was a lawyer convincing them that was the thing. That it was so obvious what the winning message was and they wouldn't do it. Because they were trying to set up a straw man argument to go in front of the Oregon Supreme Court. Now this, their Measure 113 federal case is still alive. They're having to appeal it to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. He's got thrown out. It's a different argument. It's a First Amendment argument, one that they could have made anyway had they used what works to win the battle in the court of public opinion. Democrats are great at that. I read you Lou Frederick's stories and the headlines. The anti-book ban bill. It's not what it is, folks. This is take away your parental rights and local control bill. But that's not the quote from Tim Canope. It was some namby-pamby, weak, rhino quote. That's what the reporter chose to use. So to you Republicans out there, you conservatives, those of you who believe in liberty, Maybe you're not a Republican. Maybe you don't like the Republican Party. Maybe you don't like Donald Trump. Okay, fine. Don't. Do you like liberty? Ask yourself that question. In which party that has an opportunity for you to actually get something done? Which party represents liberty? Hmm? Think about it. It ain't the Democrats with everything they're trying to do. They're trying to take away your parental rights through this bill and others. So those of you who don't like Trump, and I'm speaking to a, I mean, I, I met a guy, and I don't want to go off on this rabbit trail here, but I, I need to say this. I met a guy, came to our political coffee clutch, a great business owner. He sat in the back. He did not come. He was there for another group. He listened. He came up to me later. And it, you know, he liked what he heard about liberty, that kind of thing. He was a business owner, has 35 employees. Guy, I'd say, probably is, you know, maybe mid-40s, late-40s, something like that. Did not like Trump. Was not going to vote for Trump. Did not like Biden. Was not going to vote for Biden. He's an unaffiliated voter. He's not a member of either party. So with these bills, 
Guys like him that are unaffiliated voters, they can be persuaded to support candidates who will stand up for their liberty because that's the part that he liked, what he heard from us, the political coffee clatch. That's what you should be talking about. You could start a conversation with somebody today in your world who's a persuadable person. And you could say, what do you think of this bill the Senate just passed? It takes away your parental rights and local control with school boards. Huh? That's the response you'll get. You, you, what? Especially somebody who's not paying attention because they're busy with their life. Or maybe politics bores them. When you talk about taking away your parental rights, now you sort of get people's attention, don't you? Versus what Tim Canope said. Folks, this is how you make a difference. Because then what you could say is yeah you know this bill leaves it in the hands of the Oregon Department of Education to decide what our kids are going to be taught you know like the pornographic cartoon books that are being taught today in Oregon schools you think that's right? That you as a parent can go to your school board and you can object about it, but your school board under this bill can't do anything about it. The Oregon Department of Education that has put forward the standards or not standards that is making us dead last in the country in education. You're going to leave it up to those people? Really? It's 630. What do you think about all this? Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is uh, 24 minutes before the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. Hey, that's interesting. I see uh, Real America's Voice up on the screen has is asking the question, will Nikki run for president as a Democrat? <laughs> Nikki Haley, folks. Yeah, I mean, I haven't talked much about national stuff because it is obvious where this is headed. Truly. It is obvious that Trump is going to be the Republican nominee, folks. What does that mean? Well, it means he's going up against Biden. I do not think Biden is going to step back. He's a very stubborn man. Speaking of candidates, remember we did a, an interview with uh, Michael Hoselton. He has a can he's running for Ward 5 here, Salem City Council. He describes himself as a center-right candidate. 
his website is michaelforsalem.org. And when you go to his website, first thing you see is no new taxes. Describes himself as an award-winning paralegal and community leader. He knows firsthand how wasteful spending can be and how to save money simply by using smarter management techniques and better technology. You can read his ideas for balancing the budget, being pro-business, public safety, and homeless. What about infrastructure? And then finally, what about climate? He says Salem's climate action plan is a hope and a prayer that forces far beyond that forces far beyond our control will save us. Also make it so expensive to live in Salem that me and all of my neighbors would be priced out. We deserve a real action plan with manageable goals to reduce pollution by making a green lifestyle more convenient and affordable. We should expand tree planting programs, paint bike lanes on street wide enough for them, take advantage of federal programs to make more energy efficient homes. Michaelforsalem.org on March 16th, he's gonna have a kickoff event at Shades Brew. Okay. And he says and he sent out an email to everybody. Again, if you want to check it out, you want to help Michael Want to talk with him? I'm sure he'll talk with you. Michaelforsalem.org is his website. He said, I'm excited to invite you to the official kickoff of my campaign for Salem City Council Ward Number 5. Let's come together to celebrate the hope of a safer city of Salem that can pay its bills without adding yet another bill to you and me, taxpayers. Okay, there you go. Why I'm running? He says, I'm a center-right candidate with a passion for our community and to dedication to solving our budget crisis by bringing efficiency and common sense to a city that has lost touch with what we need in North Salem. Michaelforsalem.com. See what you think about that. Uh, okay, some other... I will get to Doug's. (laughs) This is Wednesday's program. Oregon legislature is passing bills that ain't good, you say. Yeah, I'll I'll get to that in a uh, momento. No, it ain't good. House Bill 4002 passed out a committee, the special committee to deal with Measure 110, with two negative votes, two no votes. All the Republicans and Democrats voted yes to throw another $211 million at the problem without really doing anything about it. Prozanski and Valderrama both voted no, both Democrats. Prozanski, because, hey, we're setting up a structure that the Supreme Court told us ain't going to work. Now, this is different than what the Democrats had originally planned, right? But it still involves a lot more court time. And that was his point. We, well, we're not going to, we don't have the capacity. We don't have enough people to handle the people in the court system now. 
Why would we want to make it worse? And then, of course, Valderrama said it's racist. So there you go. Those are my words, not hers, but she basically said that. So it's going to go to um, floor sessions at this point, okay? Because it's a joint committee. Uh, it probably has a subsequent referral to, well, it doesn't say that it does, but since it allocates $211 million, it'll have to go to Ways and Means. Okay, so we'll get another shot at it there. Try to make it better, but since Republicans have bought into it, there you go. Um, the bill to take away your parental rights and local control is not good. My own former state senator, the guy who took my place in the legislature, Fred Gerard, Republican of Staten, said he supported the proposal. This is um, Senate Bill 4002 is, is what I'm talking about there. Now, the bill to take away your rights, I, I, I mixed the two together, my bad there. The bill to take away your parental rights and local control is Senate Bill 1583. Okay, Senate Bill 1583. It will go to the chamber of the House because it's now passed 12 Republicans, all 12 and the independents voted against it. There was one excuse that was Dick Anderson. It passed 17 to 12. It goes now to the House. This is an opportunity for you and I to make comment on this bill, what it really does. And we need to. But more importantly, you need to make comment about this bill to the people in your world. All right, speaking of people in our world, freedom, heating, and air are people in your world that can make you kind of comfortable. Did you notice the coldness out there, how cold it really is? Did you notice that? Yeah, well, if you didn't, you're not paying attention. Because it is, and freedom, heating, and air can make you a lot more comfortable in your home if, in fact, you're not comfortable in your home, maybe your business, or maybe, you know, it's just time to have your system for your just completely checked out. Call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come out and they'll do that for you right away. 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. So we'll talk about both of these bills tomorrow in the war room. Come and join us at the Ike Box Coffee House. Starting at 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. I usually don't get there till about 9, 9.30. Because I have to drive from the farm and I got to finish all the stuff for this radio show and so forth. So at any rate, we're going to be 
potentially hearing from legislators. Come bring your laptop or your iPad. Look at bills. Write testimony. Submit that testimony. You can do that right there. We can watch legislation actually happen. Committee hearings. We can talk about them. What's really going on behind the scenes. Four sessions. You can get engaged. Come and join us in the war room. Free coffee. Tim usually brings donuts, so you can have a donut or two. It's at the Icebox Coffee House. We're on the ground floor right behind the stage in the Bay Room. Again, tomorrow, the war room from 8 to 3. Doug writes this. Oregon legislature is passing bills that ain't good, you say. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Gomer Pyle. I can't help you if you're not going to look at reality. None of the laws they promote and pass would pass muster. Constitutionality. None. Really? You mean good bills that protect parental rights wouldn't pass constitutionality? Really, Doug? I think you're being a little bit out of stream. But he continues. I'll continue with his. And I'll let you judge Doug's viewpoint on all of this. Constitutionality, none, he writes. Title 42, U.S. Section 1983. Them all. It is well settled in court that a person subject to liability can be individually sued in their individual capacity or in their official capacity. Interference with parent-child relations makes them lose their qualified immunity. The king had the judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and not the amount of payment for their salaries. No daughter ever asked the question, Mommy, why did you let me make a bad choice in life? Interesting thought. Do you agree with it? Back in a moment, 648. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. In a moment, we're going to go to Gary. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Got a text message here that says, now that the committee has passed porn in schools, anyone who is for it is evil and a communist, not a Democrat or a rhino. It's time to stop being nice and polite and call them what they are. Now, folks, I have it on good authority. I actually got a call last night that to illustrate this very point, that this is not a book banning bill. This is about losing your parental rights and local control by allowing pornography in schools. Apparently, this same group of women mothers who passed out the flyers showing the actual pornographic images of actual books being taught in Oregon schools that same group, apparently, I am told, is going to show up at the Capitol either today or probably Thursday, tomorrow, the war room, dressed as furries in costumes, furries. 
to illustrate the point that all of this transgenderism, idiocy, and nonsense, they're going to illustrate it by being absurd, walking around as a fairy. You know, all these kids and their stories of kids. In fact, I think it was one of our regular war room participants talked about one of their students showing up dressed like a cat, trying to dress like a cat, and the mother of this child asking in the public school, and and I think this happened here in Salem, I'm not sure, in the public school that they allow this child, that they put a litter box in the bathroom for this child. So apparently there are mothers that are going to be dressing up today in furries to illustrate the absurdity of this bill. Linda writes, good morning. My great-grandmother, as a young girl, walked across the country with her family from Massachusetts. They gathered in Missouri. My family came to Oregon, settled in the area where the old Montgomery building, Ward building is. I resent a person from Somalia thinking that he has more rights than I do as a settler family. It seems immigrants have the idea that they have more rights than we that are rightfully born citizens. And our government promotes it. I'm tired of paying the bills for them when I can hardly pay my own. Dale writes, I believe one reason why this legislature keeps taking away rights from parents. Hey, Rich, hang on. I'm going to get to you and Gary here in a moment. I believe one reason why this legislature is keeping taking away rights from parents and now the school board is because they're over, there are five members of the legislature plus the governor that are members of the LGBTQ plus community. And they don't care about parental rights. They would rather groom our children for future Democrat voters. Adolf Hitler once said, quote, if the government has control over our children today, they can control our country's future. Wow. Hmm. What do you think about that? By the way, new poll. For the first time, the Monmouth University poll shows a majority of Americans by 82% back building a Trump-style southern border wall. Did you hear those numbers, folks? 82%. Epoch time story. It's stunning. Let's go to Gary, then we'll go to Rich. Gary, good morning. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Hello? Hey, go Beebs, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Civil War Day today. I hate you. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It, it, that's men's <laughs> basketball or girls' basketball, which is it? Men's. It's men's today. Women. Okay. Uh, next Thursday, the uh, uh, forestry board is going to decide or they're going to give their um, decision on whether to close down the forest for 70 years or not. It sounds like, um, I mean, it's supposed to be a close vote, but even the compromise sounds like it's basically the same as the as the draconian one, that uh, the lumber industry doesn't have a chance. Uh, and uh, But, it, you know, with these three mills closing down uh, last week, they are going to get some pressure uh, but what they need to do, uh, or what we need to do, is send letters. Uh, the speaking uh, uh, ability is all full right now, so you can't speak to the board. They only had 10 slots. 
So we need people to send letters in uh, demanding that they leave the forest open to manage properly. Okay, so how can they do that quickly? Uh, I sent sent an email to you uh, that has uh, an email address to send their letters to, and I also have a form letter on it that they can just sort of copy and paste and uh, fill in a little bit for themselves to make two or three points that need to be made that this is nothing more than a way to close down the lumber industry. It, is that in your latest newsletter here for, yeah. for Oregoners? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah, it right. is. I will, I will put that link up on the show plan today. Gary, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Go Beeps. Go Ducks. Civil War Day, men's basketball. That'll be fun. Hey, let's go to Rich. Rich, good morning. Morning. Uh, someone extremely wise and very good-looking named Christy Nome said the following. She can only do, there's only two types of people in the United States, those that like the United States and love it and those that don't, and they hate it. Second thing she did, said is, she can only do two things for sure, uphold and protect the Constitution of South Dakota and the United States Constitution. I think that's the best thing we can all do. Amen to that. I get it. Thank you, by the way. That's a great quote that she has. You know, I hope that Trump chooses someone who is steadfast as his vice presidential candidate for the whole idea that America needs to be first. MAGA. Not only make America great again, but someone who will continue the movement, the principle that America is a great country, is the greatest country on the face of the earth. And that we need to concentrate on America and not the rest of the world. Not to be isolationist, but literally to take care of our own country, our own borders. First and foremost. And that person needs to be, whoever that is, is going to outlive Donald Trump. After Donald Trump's out of office, they need to continue the work. And you know why? Because it's going to take a long time to clean out the Marxists that Clinton, Obama, and Biden, or O-Biden, have put in the federal government to reshape an entire cultural way of thinking. That's why they hate Trump. That's why... Again, my predictions are that Trump, there's going to be an assassination attempt on Trump. There's going to be an assassination attempt on RFK Jr., whom Biden has denied Secret Service protection. Because RFK Jr. sucks away enough Democrat votes and independent votes. So Biden can't win, especially in the battleground states. Folks, I'm back tomorrow. Hope you'll join me then. Be praying for this great state and this great nation. We need it to be willing to stand up and fight. See you in the war room tomorrow. See you on the air tomorrow.